Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here tonight, whenever, whatever time it is, while you're watching. I know that there's literally 58,000 other people you can be watching right now, but I'm very happy that you chose me. So we got a whole new week. Just you and me. Got some great guests that are coming up this week as well. We're going to have a very short drop-in tonight. Um, our good friend, Dr. Robin McCutcheon, is stopping by for about 15 minutes or so. Not too long. I just want to, to get a little bit of a follow-up, a little bit of a reaction to what we are being told is another dynamite jo jobs report, which is funny because when you, you, when you pair it when you pair it up with the, uh, the, 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 the dead corpses dying numbers in the polls, that Joe Biden character, you say, what the hell's going on there? The it, it, it's just, it doesn't make sense, does it? Is that what a, uh, is that what the approval ratings of someone who has brought great prosperity to everybody, uh, should be? No, no way that he's, that he's losing to, uh, Donald Trump and even Ron DeSantis in a big, big way, seven points, eight points. That's incredible for somebody who has brought so much prosperity and has destroyed, just, it just it destroyed the job proje projections. Destroy them constantly. Never misses his numbers. ABC. So, um, I just want to throw that that bone to uh, to Robin, and uh, I'm sure she'll take it and run with it. And and we'll bury that. Say goodbye, goodbye, little bone. Don't want to hear about you anymore. So. It's 6.57 p.m. on the East Coast. Other than that, I have other things that we, we have to do. A little bit over here on the the grab bag end of things. We'll do that in a second. And then I have the this clip, this exchange between Tim Pool and some idiot that he brought on his show. This guy, this lefty numbskull, Lance. And uh, they had a they had a really telling abortion conversation. I have like two clips from it. And it inspired me to ask a question based on a a comment that was in there. I'm going to ask that question. I want to see some of what you guys think about it. That'll, we'll take calls on that in the second half, along with finally getting around to our, our uh, thread about black market kingpin. I don't know. What black market would you corner and become a kingpin of in an era of unbelievable government regulation and banning and all that stuff discontinuance we're going to talk about it and i can't wait to have some fun with you because outside of that i always like to put a couple of put a couple of topics out there for people to to chew on but really it's anything goes in the second half when we take some calls and it's my mind's all over the place so I'd like to see what you guys are thinking, and we'll see what uh, what naturally just pops up along the way. I'm also going to do our raffle. See who gets the Sapili wood. Yeah, son. That'll be good. We'll do that right after the intermission. So much more. I can't, I can't even tell you what it is, though, because the, it's just Monday. Too much to sift through, but we'll do it. No doubt about it. 914. No, it's not 595 anymore. What the hell is it? 
write this down. Keep it in, re- replace the number, the call in number in your phones. It's now 914-200-0269. 914-200-0269. You can call in about whatever you want at the second half. So I know many of you have this number stored in your phones. And I'm trying to figure out a way to upload all of my Skype contacts, which I have been able to get into a CSV file into Zoom, which the upload has failed multiple times now. And uh, no matter how much you, you, you pay for services at Zoom, they are uh, just a little bit better with customer service than Skype, which I thought was shit. So what's a little bit better than shit? You tell me. You can call in and tell me what you think a little bit better than shit is on the customer service scale. No, we're not taking any calls now, so don't do it, or else I'm going to remember your number and I will, I'll have a grudge. So... It's May 8th, 2023. Oh, my my computer just completely flipped around on me. I had a screen glitch before, by the way, which is a very bad sign. Because now, if it's not cables, then we're talking about something internal. And, uh, yeah, we have to do an operating system upgrade over, over this weekend that's coming up. But I hope it's not hardware. I hope we're not talking about corrupted video cards or motherboards I'm, I'm really hoping that we're not going on in that territory because i really don't want the downtime i really don't want want the downtime but we'll tackle that as we get to it all right thank you to my sponsors bluemonsterprep.com uh every headline you see is it should be a reminder i gotta call pat and gina and just ask them where should i start what are the this is what i have at home uh, what can I add to this? What do you think my priorities should be? And I have a fallback location. I just want a go bag that is created for each person in my family. What are we doing here? Get to bluemonsterprep.com, promo code frankly, do it up, do it up, do it up. And we have wonderful um, sponsors on the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv you should jump into. Have a couple of prospects that I'm weeding through for possible new location for, quite frankly, Daily Roast Coffee. A couple of prospects are in competition right now, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I really want to get back on the coffee game. That made me feel really good to know that we have coffee, cigars, on the recreation-enjoying-life end of things. So I also have a big update on Book Club. Is everybody ready? So I'm going to be speaking with Chris Ann Hall later on tonight to talk about something different that I can do with her small in July. I suggested that we pick out two or three Federalist uh, paper essays and just do a short session of book club, something that everybody can go out and find the essays online. We can do it together and we'll do our private session and all that. But for June, for everybody out there who's getting ready for the June book club, this is what you're buying. You're buying Shoeless Joe by W.P. Kinsella. All right? Shoeless Joe. This is the the book that Field of Dreams was based on. It is about 265 pages. We'll be doing about 66 pages a week. We'll be done in four weeks starting on Thursday, June 1st. And my co-host for this is going to be Charlie Robinson of the Microaggressions podcast. So we're doing Shoeless Joe. It's going to be a nice read for the beautiful month of June, 
all-American. There's a little bit of mystery there. There's a little bit of magic in this. Uh, it's very, very all-American, very father and son. It's very generational story. And yes, you got to come and read it with us. And remember, you can only uh, listen in on the live sessions and be a part of those sessions live with us if you are a sponsor a monthly sponsor then you get all of the unlisted links sent to you doesn't matter what tier it could be as little as two dollars a month on quite frankly tv through the website but wherever it is you are included and get on it get on it get on it shoeless joe by wp kinsella all right and then we're looking at some other things might do something in august because it's a big layover from June, July to October, which is where we'll probably do Mario Puzo's The Godfather. But I'm thinking Devil in the White City. Devil in the White City, if we're able to do that, if we're able to do that, maybe we do that in October. And The Godfather, I don't know. I don't know. But Devil in the White City, everybody's going to love because it's a really compelling story, but it is chock full of history. You're going to walk away from that book knowing a lot more about a lot of things you never knew you were going to know. And that's the kind of real, um, that's the kind of fiction, faction kind of book I love reading. Because you don't get too guilty about taking a break from the real world, which is just full of pain and nonsense. Which I, I, I think that's why I have less and less guilt. It's one thing to say, well, I can't miss anything. I can't miss anything. What are you missing? Another shooting? another fucking shooting so that you go and and what engage in the same old conversations about guns if they get the guy if they get a shooter which we are a country that has been set up generationally conditioned through our pharmaceutical addictions through our media addictions through our bad parenting our terrible education system whatever the hell it is or the, the the psyops that have been run on us for a couple of generations now has created a nation that produces tragedy wholesale tragedy wherever you want it and it's only going to keep coming and depending on who their shooter is they start at the top with race if they don't get the race they want then it's a banner of okay how can we make this dissipate in an orderly fashion while holding on to the gun narrative if there's no guns if it's a car then forget about it that'll be gone altogether like in like in the uh, the christmas uh, mar- uh the christmas parade two years ago it, it, and, and what do we do we're going to keep doing that arguing with people on on grounds of bad faith these demons there's a reason why exorcists don't actually converse with the demon you know there's no point there there's only deception there it's like wrestling with a pig it's just it so that i have no no guilt whatsoever disconnecting from it's always going to be there you put it down you walk away there'll be three more shootings the next time you show up and no, it's not because of the guns. But nobody's talking about what it's really about. So you're, you're, it's, a, it's a mindless, inane cycle. Inane cycle. And it's, it's a, just a constant well of heartbreak. And, uh, and that's, that's part of the reason why I think much of the country is, is very mentally ill. Even the right. There's a lot of mental illness on the right here, too. And when I say mental illness, I'm talking about just unwell. We're unwell because whereas I I believe that outside of that progressive bubble, there is a lot better understanding of what is actually happening in reality. There is a lot of really pent up rage that is building because of the gaslighting that happens. 
Um, the other side, they have their foot soldiers. They have their mindless freaks that rove around uh, and, and, and are willing to destroy and be violent and steal and assault and whatever uh, because they have been told that, A, there's going to be no repercussions, B, it's owed to them, C, they really don't have any future in life because of the, the caste in which they've been born, and, and the only way they will have a future is if they put all of their rage toward destroying the system that has put them in their place. So they become, they become mindless, violent, unthinking battle bots. They, that's it. And of course, they have totally been rooked of stable family and God. Any kind of, any kind of connection to something bigger than what we're doing right now. That is a crow that's on the bottom as all the all the com the revcom revolutionaries that are jumping on this uh, train tracks and all that other stuff now that's the unthinking side of things those who are at the top know exactly what's going on they know that they're making they're making uh, certain um, ethnic groups look worse and worse they know they're making them look worse they know that because they've invested in making um, uh, ethnic minorities in this country hoping that they would take the programming, the victimhood programming, non-thinking, handouts. All, they, they wanted it to be this way. Because once we get to this cash-in point where everybody is just so willing to be violent and so willing to be unthinking and demanding and, and, uh, and you know, really taking up that revolutionary cause, once we get to that point, those who have been programming society for however long that they've picked up the mantle from the people who are programming it before them. They understand how bad they have made it for certain people, for those they, they have turned into their, 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 their uh, I don't know, their army. But what they do then is they ignore it. And they say, uh, oh, that's not, that's not the case that's going on there. And that, that gaslighting makes the other side, anybody who is even, anybody who's paying attention angry it's like chinese water torture so there's a lot of mental anguish disease illness out there everybody all the tensions are high and they know that as the more that they put up the heat the more they put up the heat the more that this simmers the more that this, this boils they'll be able to um they'll be able to get some real good stuff to cash in on and that is why it's all it's uh that rock in the hard place it's not going to stop it's going gonna, it's gonna to make, make it to a lot of people's front doors, especially with what's going on at the border. Especially what's going on. Those 700,000, man. 700,000 people in one shot that are just sitting on the Mexico side of the border waiting for a couple of days from now so they can just bum rush a foreign nation. And for anybody to have the nerve to call it migration and not an invasion, there should be 50,000 troops lining the border with all of our active denial technology that we have, all of it, sound, water, get the hell out of here. But that's only if we had a self-respecting country. And if we had that, then we, would have, we, we wouldn't have been ringing the dinner bell this entire time as well. So there's so much, um, there's so much existential threat. Most of it is psychological. And I understand why, and that's why I just say there's just a lot of, there's a lot of mental unwellness going on because even people who see things for what they are a lot better than most, what do they have? 
they have the uh, they have the undue burden or the I guess the the burden of of having to 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 put up with just mindlessness and uh, and very very few people to relate to. So that's where we are right now, and that's why. Like, look for example, here we go. Here's one for you: a trans woman, so a man. Cleared a flashing penis at women in public after judge rules defendant was too fat for it to be visible. It's happening at a YMCA, which I would say everybody who has a YMCA membership, you should be very wary about what you're doing there. YMCAs used to be fantastic. Uh, it'll it'll be uh, I it won't be long. I don't know how long, but it won't be long before the YMCA changes gets rid of the YMCA. Like when Dunkin' Donuts said, let's rebrand it. Let's just call ourselves Dunkin'. They need to get rid of the Young Men's Christian Association. That's going to go away soon. Uh, this is happening all over the place because I have friends that still work in local YMC- YMCAs around here. It is all gender inclusive, and that doesn't mean it's a unisex bathroom. It means they're looking for trans people to come in and uh, and, and be, a, be a part of the fun in the saunas, uh, it, it, it just, it, it, they're, it's all over the place and YMCA's should really, um, vet it very closely before you join it because they are a, they're set up in a corporate way that is, un, that is just like any other big corporate, you know, franchised kind of a situation there. All of those decisions come down from the top and I don't know how much autonomy the local, um, stations really have but on april 28th xenia ohio judge david mcnamee ruled that a biological male who identifies as transgender darren gleans could not be guilty of indecent exposure at a local ymca because the defendant's fatness covered up any signs of a penis that's your that's the uh, judicial system that's waiting to do right by you According to the Daily Mail, Darren Gleans was found not guilty on three counts of indecent exposure, all fourth-degree misdemeanors, and Judge McNamee said in his ruling, quote, There's no question that Gleans was in the woman's locker room. However, Gleans was not charged with trespass, nor was Gleans charged with being in an area of the YMCA where Gleans was not supposed to be. Quite simply, the facts do not exist to support a find of guilt as charges. Glean's genitalia was not visible as a result of other portions of her body, her, his body covering the same. The three incidents took place in the YMCA where Glean's walked around naked in the woman's locker room in September and November of last year, with a third happening at an unspecified time. In each instance, underage girls were in the locker rooms. Well, get over it. That's the YMCA. So... I would say, I would give them, like, what What do you think, five years? Ten years tops before they do the old Dunkin' Donuts rebrand? Incredible. Incredible. Very hard to find a Christian working at the YMCA these days. <laughs> Very hard. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Oh, this is another thing. I tried to find the episode that we did this where I had that really awesome thread about what was going to start happening with the car loans, the used cars, and how dealers were trying to pass off the loans to others and 
and it was going to start a, a collapse cycle. Well, look at this. I have to go and find it now. It was a Twitter thread. This is from Market Watch. Subprime auto defaults on path toward 2008 crisis levels, says portfolio managers. The surge in easy credit during the pandemic, government stimulus payments, and skyrocketing car prices have all begun to bite borrowers with the lowest credit scores. Subprime borrowers who financed used cars at record prices in recent years have been acting more stressed than during the 2008 global financial crisis. Even though the labor market has been resilient, according to a new report from fixed income asset manager Bramshill Investments, while inflation and higher interest rates have been eroding paychecks of all U.S. consumers, it is, quote, very apparent to us that it is negatively affecting subprime borrowers who tend to have lower credit scores and lower income, more harshly than others. Portfolio managers Paul Van Lingden and Aria Babel Balabanian wrote, all else being equal and continue on the current path, we are assuming defaults and recoveries will continue to deteriorate deteriorate more toward levels not seen since the uh, GFC. The duo pointed to a 60-day-plus delinquency hitting 9% in March for borrowers with credit scores of 550 and below when looking at subprime auto loans packaged into asset-backed securities or bond deals. That's up from a rate of about 7% in March of 2019 before the COVID crisis. So the repo men are going to be real, real busy soon. And... I, I got to go find that thread because that guy needs to be congratulated for letting everybody know that was like, I feel like that was six months ago or something like that. I'll keep this handy. And here's one more for you because we're going to go on a break and we're going to bring on Robin McCutcheon. Night manager. Listen to this. A night manager sneaks into a hotel room and sucks the toe of a sleeping guest. 52-year-old hotel manager at the 4th Avenue South Hilton Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee, engaged in a disturbing act on March 30th, as reported by WZTV. David Neal snuck into a male guest's room while sleeping and began sucking on his toes without the guest's prior knowledge or consent. You have to at least ask them. Being abruptly awakened from his sleep, the guest noticed Neil's mouth on his toes and immediately confronted him. In his statements to the police, Neil admitted to entering the room, but incompletely justified his motives with a false claim that he had smelled smoke and only sought to ensure the guest's safety. Whenever I smell smoke, the first thing I try to do is find some toes to suck on. <laughs> that's, that's, all I, that's all I could think about at that point. You have to keep people safe. No previous reports of smoke were noticed by staff or other guests. Moreover, the room key was missing, and Neil, uh, and Neil, his admission that he had thrown it away. Neil's perverse actions have sparked a significant charge by police, with aggravated burglary and assault alleged. I mean, imagine needing, imagine needing a toe in your mouth that bad. Just imagine. You have to put yourself in that person's shoes. You are the night manager at this hotel. Imagine walking into the the lobby of the hotel that night. And the night manager just sitting there at the at the uh, at the front desk. He's kind of like staring off, and you're and uh, you're thinking, oh well, he's just the night manager. He's, like, he's on the third shift, and 
He's probably just, you know, daydreaming about something, might be bored or whatever. But what he's actually doing is contemplating how he's going to build up the nerve to get into that man's room, uncover his toes, and start sucking on them. This is what goes through people's minds. You have no clue what people are thinking. The worst thing you could ever do is wake up with the power to read somebody's mind. All right, well, I'm just, um, I'm about ready to throw up, so I'm, it's time to go. Let's get this one kicked off because we've got Robin McCutcheon waiting patiently, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Oh, I steal things all the time. It's just something I do. I stopped carrying a long time ago. You should see how many supplies I've taken from this place. Honestly, I love stealing things. I'm going to get a drink. Do you need me? You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Welcome, welcome everybody. Little Santo and Johnny? Yes. I saw somebody in the chat room say, imagine all the, imagine all the people who didn't wake up over the years. I just, how does he do it though? He walked into the room and like the, the guy, the guy's feet were just sticking out from on the other side of the bed, just, just there. Like he would, or did he have to un-reveal his feet? What if he was sleeping with his socks on, the savage? And then you have to take the, the socks off and he's not waking up. He only woke up. Oh, man. I've got no problem with a woman's feet, especially if nicely, nicely pedicured and, you know, heels aren't crusty and all that stuff. It's, you know, there's there's going to be something very beautiful about a woman's feet. But to see some guy just walk through the, uh, or anybody walk through your, your hotel and go, that's the one. I want them toes. God, that's just sick. I just ruined Santo and Johnny for all of you, haven't I? All right, well, welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. You can send over your super chats at quitefranklysuperchat.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say about tonight's uh, tonight's topics. Indeed, indeedly do. Wait a second, you know what I haven't? What I just rem- what I rem- 
let me let me see something real quick. Okay, good. Finally, I did something right. Anyway, we're gonna bring on a guest of ours, a good friend, a return guest, and I just uh, I I want to throw. I just want to read this stuff with her because I don't have her for long tonight. But it's going to be so important. And we've got Dr. Robin McCutcheon back with us. It's been a couple of months. How have you been, Robin? I have been super good. How about you? Oh, I'm good. Is that, wait, is that dragon new behind you? No, the dragon's been there for years. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know the spinny thing. I, I know the, yeah. the, the lights inside the bottle, the lava lamp. But I, I guess I never saw the dragon. Anyway, it looks it looks fantastic, and Thank uh, you. so here's what I want to do with you tonight, Robin. I'm going to read okay. a little something, and you can just, whenever I hear you belly laughing, I'll stop and let you comment. Okay. So here's what I got. Um, April. Oh, oh, well, first it was a tweet from Hillary Clinton, and she said. Today's job numbers, this is from a couple, like on Friday, today's job numbers are the latest proof Democratic presidents deliver jobs. Now, here is a little bit of Zero Hedge. April, where it is, April payrolls smash expectations. After huge downward revisions, black unemployment hits record low. Ahead of today's job report, which we previewed earlier, where the median consensus expects to drop in payrolls to 185,000, which will be the lowest since 2021, with unemployment rising to 3.6%. Many joked that at this point, the job report is so rigged and so adjusted that Biden's Department of Labor may as well have just kept going with the fabricated numbers until the 2024 election. After all, one look at the chart below, which shows the number of consecutive beats uh, heading into today's print confirms what a farce the data has become. Everything in this name of a beat and a favorable press conference soundbite. So it's a, the the spike is like through the roof. Um, you you came on uh, right around the time of the the uh, what is it the the State of the Union because that is when another jobs report came out that you completely decimated. Obviously, this is not going to be much different from then, but you had to have reviewed it. In your uh, in your estimation, what are we looking at here, and how much worse has it gotten? Am I allowed to swear? Oh, of course. It's a bunch of bullshit. Good. <laughs> let's go, let's talk about that. I, it's forking bullshit. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, I I look. I I looked at um, all of the people I normally browse. When the jobs number came out, they said nothing. There, there was, there was nothing that that the only person who said anything about it was Mishtak. And and basically, he said, "Here, I'll I'll read it to you." He says the divergence between jobs and employment continues for nearly a full year, but has decreased in 2023. Because of annual benchmark revisions, the way the BLS reports revisions and the relatively small sample sizes of monthly jobs reports, we cannot, with strong confidence, suggest these reports portray an accurate picture of either jobs or employment. Further, he goes on to say, of the 894,000 rise in, in employment in January, 810,000 
was due to annual benchmark revisions. And the BLS does not say what months were revised. Just poof, here you go. The household survey revision synopsis says, in accord with usual practice, BLS will not revise the official household survey estimates for December 2022 and earlier months. Data users are cautioned that these annual population adjustments can affect the comparability of household data series over time. In essence, Ms. Talk says, the BLS admits all of its jobs reports are full of errors and it leaves the errors in place as discussed as per its stated methodology. So no matter how you slice the revisions, the full-time employment has been very weak. So you've talked about this before that really, if we're going to be fair, that it's for, I don't know, for all of the, all the presidents of the last however many decades now, um, it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat, they're always, they're always downplaying how, how much unemployment there is. But, you know, obviously the situation that we were, we've been in since 2008, and then on top of that, we have uh, all the, the the COVID depression that was brought in. Uh, on top of that, inflation and this increase in people staying home and being uh, paid to stay home. I everybody always wonders. So then, what is it? Is it just that? Is it that old trick of not counting people who are no longer looking for jobs actively anymore? Because there's still tons of for for uh, you know work available signs around here and. I know a lot of business owners that are really uh, having a hard time keeping people working for them because they just they don't want to stick around. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good piece of it. Um, but I was looking at the data that the Bureau of Labor Statistics did publish in its um, Friday, May fifth news release, and um, so do you remember when we went through this? a couple of months ago and I was describing how um, economists take the the working age population that's everyone over the age of 16 and then we we take that population and we divide it out into two groups so one group is the labor force and those are all the people over the age of 16 who are working at least an hour and in the second group we have those who are not working at all, at, at all. And so inside of what we call the, um, the labor force, we have 166,688,000 people. And of those 166,688,000 people, we have 161,031,000 people. So who, who, also, out of that 166.6 million people, there are 5.6 million people who are unemployed, meaning they are out of work, but they're looking for work. That's, that's the key. They're looking for work. <clears throat> then we have, in the second group over here, the, the group that's not working at all. They're not in the labor force. They're not counted in the unemployment statistics at all. We have 99,755,000 who are not working at all. And not looking. And so so the unemployment rate isn't 3.4%. The unemployment rate is really 
the 5.6 million people plus the 99 million 700,000. We really have, you know, uh, I don't even want to, okay, just, just do the math. Take the 105 million 412,000, that's the 99 million plus the 5 million 600,000 and add them together, that's 105,412,000. And if you divide that by the labor force, you get 63% unemployment. Now, they would say inside of that, inside of that 99 million would be people who are retired, who, have, who are old, they cannot work, things like that. But either way, those are people who uh, those are people who still need to subsist. I mean, they. I right? mean, th- there's a there's a need to be supported, whether they are on fixed income, whether they're working off of pensions that they earned. Uh, still, they they're they are not without overhead and costs. So right. so the the fact that the the base that is supporting all of them, because many of them, who, who knows how, how well they've been set up with retirement, but many of them are probably just collecting Social Security and. Um, uh, I, I can see how the, the base is just shrinking. It's it's worse than that because what 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 we have is the working age population is about two hundred sixty six million four hundred forty three thousand so two hundred sixty six million people but that's not the population of the United States is it? No. 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 We have a population what three hundred thirty five million. And those are just of the, the citizens that we know of. Right. So, so what's not counted in the working age population are all the kids under the age of 16. So you've got, um, you've got 60 million kids, roughly 60 million kids under the age of 16. You, so 60 million kids plus the hundred million who aren't in the labor force plus the 5.6 million you, in other words, you've got an ever smaller working population that's supporting a larger and larger inverted pyramid. It, it, and, you know, what, what do we know is happening on May 11th? Title 42 may or may not be going away. Yeah. You know, so the, 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 the numbers put out by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, while I will admit, during anybody's administration have been strained under the Biden administration. They they just tossed it out the window. And they, I think what somebody might have said to the head of the Bureau of Labor Statistics is just just make it look good. And well, you know, and, and when you decide to go back and revise it, just revise it under the radar and don't tell anybody you're revising it. And and after a while, after a year, they were just like, just forget about revising it. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. And then and they and they tell their friends in the media, and anywhere else, any kind of their 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 so-called influencers, to go out there and take a victory lap around this stuff. And and it, it's hilarious because then we have this. We a lot of a lot of people woke up this morning. We saw clips going around of George Stephanopoulos uh, unable to sugarcoat these new poll numbers about President Biden. And, and here's, here's uh, from the Western Journals. At former Clinton White House communications director, George Stephanopoulos, now host of This Week on ABC, commented on the results of a recent, air, a recent ABC News Washington Post poll on Sunday. The short version, this poll is just brutal for President Biden, he said. 
Stephanopoulos was introducing ABC News political director Rick Klein, who went into the specifics, quote, the skepticism, skepticism over his leadership extends deep inside his own party. As evidence, Klein said only 36% of the Democrats surveyed by the polls said that the incumbent should run for a second term. More than half preferred someone else, and only 6% uh, expressed no opinion. Robin, when I saw that, I'm saying this is three days after another, uh, yet again, record-breaking jobs report. And you, the last time that you were on, <laughs> the last time I, that you were on, I asked you, where is the prosperity if these are the numbers? It's obvious nobody's feeling the prosperity. He wouldn't be polling lower than, I mean. Dirt. Oh, God, it, it wouldn't. If, if things were going well, it would not matter if he was 97 years old. People would be like, that's, we want more of this. That's right. Nobody would that's care. That's right. Nobody wants him. In fact, the numbers have to be worse than even Stephanopoulos is telling us if they actually are coming out and inventing. Well, it's not as good as we thought it should be. I mean, they've got to be they've got to be in the dirt. I was listening to Martin Armstrong on Greg Hunter's USA Watchdog and um, like two weeks ago, and Martin Armstrong said that his Socrates program had put um, Biden's polling numbers at somewhere around 7%. Wow. <laughs> that sounds to me closer to, to true. But you have to wonder, who's the 7% who still wants this asshole? I know. I'm well sorry. No, well, listen. Hey, what, what, you think about government. You think about the the federal government employing about three million of uh, three million people. I'd have to imagine that there's a good amount in there. Uh, you could probably get about a million away. I don't know. Seven percent. It's big. It's a big number. It, I, definitely the cities. I don't. You know, I don't know. I I I think that that what we're watching is a spectacular fail. This is going to be a this is going to be a face plant to. To, to to cream all face plants this is honestly i've i've taken kind of a it this is in an entertainment sort of view um i i just can't take anything that that resident says as true in fact i began i began about a year ago <clears throat> taking everything that he said and spinning it to 180 degrees and that was closer to the truth I think that's how people are really going and uh, and assessing how things are going all over the place now. And that, that that doesn't even that doesn't even just get relegated to politics or understanding what government is telling us. That's how I even assess what kind of movies I want to go check out. If the movie right. if the movie's panned, I know it's probably got some good nuggets in there to go watch. It, it's really just it's the law of opposites now because we are in an inversion. I feel like the ship is capsized. And whatever people say is normal in that capsized state, you know, is not. That's it. So, uh, but, you know, you sent me something. Um, and another thing that has happened since you were on here last is uh, we had, we have several banks that have gone belly up and have been acquired by bigger banks. We see these mergers, these mergers, the Fed doing whatever the hell they're going to do there. Um now we see this. It says, here's the headline from Zero Hedge again. It's spooky. Stanford professor warns thousands of U.S. banks are potentially insolvent. Is is this just because of what we've learned uh, on a basic level of how much how much cash, how much is actually kept inside of these locations? Um, 
I th I think it had I don't think it has anything to do with with how much cash they actually have on hand. I think it's more of that they are so far over leveraged. Because um, do you remember when we talked about the responsible banker, and and I talked about um, I think I might have talked once about um, how banks loan money. Yes. You, know, you you put a thousand dollars in, and and the bank is supposed to keep a portion of it, a percentage of it, mm -hmm. and that that piece that they keep is called the reserve requirement ratio. It used to be around ten percent, and but in sometime in sometime after twenty twenty, the reserve requirement ratio dropped to zero. 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 I will... Goose egg. In other words, every dime that gets deposited into that bank, they can loan right back out. Every dime? Every dime. What the hell are we even talking about here? Oh, 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 well, we're talking about a financial apocalypse. They want to crash the banks, Frank. This is the last gasping breath of a Federal Reserve system that's the giant it's it's the biggest Ponzi scheme on earth. It's even bigger than Social Security. And and what the Federal Reserve and Janet Grandma Yellen has been trying to maneuver people, herd people into the direction of is accepting a central bank digital currency as as a means of saving the economy. And that's not going to save the economy. I mean Look at look at the BRICS countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, that consortium of countries. After Russia backed its gold, backed its currency, its ruble by gold last year in February, a year ago in February, it became the strongest currency on earth because it had an asset backing it. It was no longer fiat. And so what we have, what we're seeing around the world is other countries are getting with they're they're getting with the program and they're going to go and do business with the BRICS countries because they would much rather have a currency a money true money gold or silver an asset-backed currency so they can get value for value even Bolivia um, yesterday passed legislation that allows its central bank to use its gold and silver reserves in market actions, um, there's there are probably sixty percent of the countries in the world that are leaving the SWIFT system, which is the Federal Reserve central banking system, and they're 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 going to go off and they're going to trade and exchange goods and services with Brazil, Russia, India, China, and they're going to use real money to do that. Now, do you? And, and so, so this this financial apocalypse that Grandma Yellen is shoving us all into is the last dying, gasping breath of a central bank that is completely, totally bankrupt. Now, I bankrupt. I I know that you're you're a uh, you're skeptical of centralized power all over the place, and you know. Uh, sometimes you consider lesser of two evils when thinking about things like 
the U.S. dollar or bricks or anything that comes up and competes. I've had some people express skepticism about even getting excited about bricks just because, hey, you know, it's, uh, it, it's some of the same kind of, you know, world players and it's just something to replace the old. Uh, it, it, it is the fact that it is backed by hard assets like precious metals enough to um to alleviate some of your concerns at least just for now um is one of those what would be the the jump off point where you say now even this is uh, bullshit is it is it always just going to be digital um if these if the BRICS countries uh decide to leave aside gold and silver then then i'll say yeah that's that's a pile of crap too um, but right now, what's happening around the world is that most countries are leaving, um, can I call it the hegemony of the U.S. financial system, the Western central banking financial system? They're leaving They're leaving our playground, and they're taking their ball, and they're going somewhere else. And, um, and this, is, this is going to be very slowly rolling at us like a train down a tunnel. And, um, and which is why I, which is why I keep saying, get ready, get ready, get ready. Do your, do your blue monster prep, buy some gold, buy some silver, buy some toilet paper, because at some point, literally the U S dollar, the federal reserve note is going to be not accepted in exchange for goods and services. I mean, it's already lost. Since 1913, it's already lost 99% of its value. It's it's this close to being worthless. Well, how can you know when you bring that up? How could it not? When you think about years like we had in 2020 alone, what was it mm-hmm. that that we printed seven so over 50% of the money supply? We reinjected uh, when when you take something. Well, you take right. something and you, you 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 take matters into your own hands to immediately take away half of its trading value by creating fifty percent more of it or more just arbitrarily. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it it does seem like a, a very quick. But they, again, if they are cashing out, then what kind of an opportunity do they believe that they're going to have to be able to control the next phase of this? If they are in the same time, yeah, they're crashing the U.S. economy. They're they're kind of you know cornering us like rats with all of our savings and everything else that is denominated in U.S. dollars. But they've also chased away most of the world. Um, you know, how, how do you bring all of those other all those BRICS countries that you're you're you once needed to be the powerhouse that you were if you were the United States, how do you bring them back into the fold of things? I mean, we're so isolated right now that even if we do go into something new, uh, where are going to be, where's ever, is there going to be an opportunity to, to produce as much wealth as we did before? Well, first, I think you, I first, first go back to the statement that, um, that you made where, you know how how do we get the BRICS company countries to come back to us? We don't. They're they're going their own way, and um, and eventually, and this is the good thing. Eventually, the United States will do that too. We will leave our fiat currency in the dust where it belongs. We will become a a country that has a gold backed, silver backed currency. In fact, um, there were three 
uh, congressman who introduced um, the Gold Restoration Act, H.R. 2435. Um, it was uh, Congressman Mooney from West Virginia and um, Andy Biggs and Paul Gozar from Arizona just introduced it. And so what we're seeing is around the country, there are now at least 23 states that have, have passed or will be passing legislation that allows their citizenry to use gold and silver as legal tender. There are 42 states that have, um, if not totally removed the taxes on gold and silver, then removed some of the taxes on gold and silver. So you have to remember, um, Frank, that each state is itself a nation state your state of New York is its own nation state. It can have its own currency. And so what we're doing is we're seeing the states claw back their power from the federal government, and they're gonna, they're gonna leave that corrupt federal government in the dust. Um, I might suggest to you and your readers that you go check out the 1791 Organic Act of um, the District of Columbia and then combine that with the 1871 Organic Act that um, that created the United States Incorporation Company. The federal government that we've known all our lives long is a company called U.S. Inc. and it's bankrupt. And we're gonna leave that piece of trash in the dust in history and we're gonna be walking forward into um, a republic, a two, true constitutional republic. We're going to take back the laws of our country. So, I mean, this is for a whole brand new show. I'm just saying that um, the things that our states are doing at the state level and the local level are taking back the power from the federal government because the, the, the federal government that we know as the federal government, it's corrupt. Well... Uh, right to the core. If there's if there's uh, if there's anything that they have to figure out now, it's how to not only deal with the forty to fifty million illegal immigrants that are already here, but the millions that they're now encouraging to bum rush the border all at once. Uh, that's this. Yeah, there's so many the hell, problems. It's yeah. like the death of a thousand cuts. It really is, and um, you know, there's there's so many different fronts in this war that we're fighting against the deep state that for some of us like yourself you're you're out there every night broadcasting to the hills and um for some of us we're in our classrooms teaching and doing research and we just we just have to trust that it's all going to come together um dare i say in a nice neat little bow towards the end oh that'd be nice right it would but but I have a lot of faith that things are happening behind the scenes that are going to be taking us in good directions. So you asked about the Federal Reserve and how the heck can they do all this? Well, the Federal Reserve is bankrupt as well. These these little pipsqueaks like Grandma Yellen out there screaming about how they want this Fed now central bank digital currency to, to you know take over the banks. Well, who's going to use it? It's it, it. There's nothing behind it. It's even more ethereal than the paper dollars I have in my wallet. 
No one, you, no company will use that that central bank digital currency because they won't be able to buy and sell across countries. No company within the United States will be able to buy anything from another country that's in the BRIC system. And and when you think about it, this this whole idea of the BRICs going their own way will isolate it will isolate all of the deep state that's that is unwanted and unneeded anymore well uh, we have we have a, a first row seat to this one robin and i hope it all works out but you're always such a <laughs> i'm telling you i am telling you frank this is the best time to be alive oh i'm with this, you we're, we're we're going to see things that we have never that nobody alive has ever seen before and when your little girl gets all grown up and she's looking back and she's saying daddy tell me again how you helped win the war you'll be able to tell her there's gonna be a we're lot gonna, of stories we're gonna we we are winning frank we really are and um there are people all over our country that are doing maybe not large things but they're doing what they can to bring us to a better place and you are already part of a new economy right didn't you give up on youtube finally well i'm i'm i'm, I'm still there uh well, i'm still i'm maybe. still there but uh, I, I don't really it's not it i don't count it as part of my my goals but it's just right it's there until you, it's not right but you have your show on a multitude of different platforms yes that, that you didn't have several years ago yep all the eggs are out of that youtube basket that's for sure right exactly so that's what i'm talking about is that um there are there are thousands and thousands of people that are building a new economy an economy where um a central bank digital currency is going to be unwelcome and unaccepted and um and yeah, it might take us a little bit to get there, but but we will, and so will everybody else. But the whole idea of um, going back to some corrupt Federal Reserve, Western Central Banking's corrupt banker system is ludicrous because it 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 it's not helpful. It's com completely dilatory to all of us, and so why use it? Let's let's use gold and silver. I'm with you. I'm with you there, and and I and again, Robin. Thank you for coming on in such short notice. But when I saw this job, the job reports that were coupled with the bad polling for uh, Joe Biden, I was like, this is just this is a bit that is self-contained. It's it's just yes. incredible. Thank you for making the time, and uh, all, all the best to you and the husband over there. And and I I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you so much, Frank, for having me. All right, take care. Dr. Robin McCutcheon, linksync.com, ladies and gentlemen. And she'll be back. We have a lot of different things that we have to talk about in uh, in the, the coming months, B bigger topics like deep dives with her. I have them all st stockpiled. So um, with that, I'm going to set you up with, for something. Um, since we're talking about breaking away from the big, the big mess that is government, Here's what I'm going to set you up for for the second half. There's a few things that we're going to be doing, including that I want to show you that uh, ridiculous exchange on the Tim Pool, uh, Timcast IRL. But look at this. This was what I did last week with you. And I said, if you're going to be a kingpin of any emerging black market, if you're going to form a cartel, 
that has formed or will form around any government bans or regulations. What would it be? I wrote this because of the news here in New York City after all the, the two months or so, a month and a half of denying that there was going to be any any movement on your ability to have a gas stove in your house. New York, of course, jumped on as a, uh, as a state body, a suicidal uh, nation state, and said no more gas stoves in new buildings with less than seven less than seven stories or whatever just you know just a way to crack the door open right there so it's always denied 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 okay yeah but so what so what i wanted to do was i said all right well now there's gonna be a there's now there's gonna be a black market for gas stoves over here that sounds great there's other things here too that we can talk about incandescent light bulbs those are now going to be completely banned because of some kind of executive authority that does not exist in, and George W. Bush started the started the um, the exit of incandescent light bulbs first. That was a George W. Bush thing. That started with him with the incandescent light bulb war. And well, now they're going to be out the door altogether. So wh- what would you be the dealer of? You know, we don't have to talk about drugs or anything like that. But for the emerging black markets, are you going to be an incandescent light bulb dealer? Are you going to give people some fishable stream somewhere that they can go there and catch a trout or something so that uh, without having to pay for a license? What the hell are you going to do? Well, a license from the government. I guess you can say discount. I can give you a discount time on my river over here that runs through my, my property. You can catch all the fish you'd like. So that's what I want to hear from you in the second half along with some other topics that are going to be coming up and I hope that you're still with me also right after intermission we're doing the drawing of this raffle so people can we can see finally who won this wonderful Sapili wood over the stover stovetop cover from Dr. Gottwoods which is on the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv don't go anywhere we'll be right back it's intermission time folks time out press the like button thank you Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly.
Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. Oh, I have a little. McCutcheon is very, very optimistic, and that's why I like having her on, because she calms me down a little bit. Of course, I think that we are on a much darker path to reset, a reset that is just, when you study the cyclical nature of society and civilization, I know that we have a little bit more added into the mix of our fourth turning over here, the technology, the, um, the supernatural aspect of this whole thing. But it always happens. The bad is fought through. We restabilize and then we bring forth something good for a few generations until they screw it all up again. So I don't know. I don't I think that we need I think that we're in a situation where we need a literal very literal miracle for the landing to be as soft as Robin says. But I love hearing those opinions. I really do. And it's just opinions. At the end of it, and hopefully we're all around to see the end of it. We'll see. I don't know. I'd love to be wrong. Yes, I would. Roy Orbison doesn't get enough love. That's right. Let's go. Sing it. You can hear all of the Dewey Cox. You know how you you watch Walk Hard with Dewey Dewey Cox story? I love his Roy Orbison phase. It's so very, very Roy Orbison. There's nothing else. But I, um, thankfully, thankfully my, my parents brought me up on on people like Roy Orbison. My mother my mother and father are at the Janet Jackson concert tonight right now. Uh, my mom wanted to go late because Ludacris is opening up and she's I don't want to see him. I don't know any of his stuff. I I just don't want to see him. I said, "Okay, well, hey, well, have fun." And uh, and we'll see what the what the review on on that show is. Anyway, we're back. We're back. My mind is all over the place. I can't wait to hear what people are just thinking. Um, I have some topics to give you, but also I just want to open up the lines and, and get get your thoughts on one thing or another. What's really making you go nuts? Here is the raffle pick, though. Let's just get this wood out of the way. And for those of you who don't remember, here it is. Boom. 
Who is getting it? This is from Dr. Gottwoods on the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv. Got a lot of people in here. Look, I'm gonna make sure I I'm gonna make sure I touch them all. So everybody had a chance. Look, scrape it into the corner of that bag. Now I'm bringing it into the palm. We're wriggling it out. There you go. Get into the corner again. Everybody's getting a touch. Get a touchy feely. Anybody? Let's get some. Let's let's see if there's any good toes in here. Any good toes in this bag that we can have some fun with? And I'm closing my eyes because now we're about to pick. And got it. Whoever this is, whoever this is, already won. Already won. Who is this? Maximilian Kuntzman. Max. Maximilian Kuntzman has won this. I have the email address. Now remember, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, I am going to email the winner and make perfectly out perfectly good um, sense with them about whether or not they want this stovetop cover because I want this to go to somebody who really, really wants it. So if I come back tomorrow and I say we're doing a second drawing, it's because I gave Max over here something else and uh, and and I'll just keep these these here so and I'll keep these other names here. And we'll see what happens tomorrow. I'm sorry to everybody who lost. I wanted you all to win. I really did. But you know how it is. You know how it is in life. Some things you just... I would have loved to have a... I would have loved to have a flowing mane of hair that stayed with me until my 80s. Just. You can't have everything, as it was told to me. So. That's what we have. All right, let's go into the super chats. First one up is Stow Stoops. Says, "Good Monday, Frank and Franklies. I support great independent media. Great independent media. Take what is going on with my. I'm I'm getting so much shit going on on these uh, monitors. Very very bad sign. The fact that the cables did not fix this problem is a very bad sign." So we'll see. All right. Uh, Stowstube says, in support of great independent media, take some dollars while they are still worth something. Damn. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. The whole idea is put dollars into things that you enjoy that give something to you. For example, make investments in things that are important for the future. Uh, something like independent media is something that I would, um, I mean, even I support a couple of shows friends of mine but I still support some shows out there put a little bit of money into independent media those are the those those are the, the voices that are going to rise above the rest when everything really comes on now you think when things really start crashing around us you're going to tune into CNN to see what the hell th th this is a, a wonderful investment everything else think about how you could make your money into something that is uh, is going to you can control physically Little things, little things that you know will retain value. It doesn't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be uh, precious metals. People put their money into a lot of things that they believe retain value and appreciate over time. So, hey, just uh, be creative. Be creative and, and hedge against what they're trying to bring us all down to our knees with. 
Um, Silky Johnson says, Frank, happy Monday. I'm working in my garden and listening to you. It's a level of zen I've been missing for a long time since you have some crypto. Do you have any tips for resources to look at to get better understanding of it? I'd like to get into it. Uh, no. No, I've got, I've got friends that... I don't know if BCP does crypto talk anymore. I know Sean from the SGT report does crypto. There's a lot of people out there that do. I've had a couple of crypto guests on to try to make this make more sense. Um, Bill Altman from Minds.com. Minds is very into the blockchain stuff and crypto. And maybe I can ask him some questions. But advice on it? No. No. I... um, I only played around with what people gave me in lieu of super chats and things like that. And um, I looked into, I have a couple of, I have a handful of BSV just because I read um, and I had quite a few people say, you know, that that is a theory that if it works out, that BSV would be something that um, that the, the U.S. government, if that's what they chose to really uh, ride the the Fed coin on the to, to scale and all that stuff, if that's what happens, then then that would be a really good pick. So I had a couple of those that's just been sitting around, and I've forgotten all about it. And one day, if it turns into a billion dollars of the new kind of monopoly money, then I'll take that billion dollars and I'll go buy an island somewhere. And then again, then again, I'll be turning something fake into something real, an island. But no, I don't. I don't have any advice for you. Um, it's hard enough for me to, to get all of my Rockfin to transfer all of that into my, I don't want to do any shit. I don't want to do anything. 10,000 wallets. You need 5,000 wallets to move something from one wallet to the next. Oh, please. KT Sky D says, per my previous super chat, where is that? Let me go there. Regarding the repo article, the banks and Biden administration pushing policies that are seemingly discriminatory toward whites and uh, whites or people with good credit is really just them leading poor people to slaughter. They get to repo it all when they inevitably default. Oh, absolutely. That's what 2008 was all about, too. I mean, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of uh, white families. It, it, It crosses it crosses barriers of race, of course. But um but you know that that is going to to impact poor uh, min- minority, ethnic minorities, a lot more, and that's why they're doing it all again with the housing, saying the responsibility is going to be shared among those who who are uh, in a better position to pay loans. You know, assume the risk. They want to take all the risk out of risk. Which is why these uh, what, everything from healthcare gets exploded and everything else. Per my previous super chat, not sure if you've seen the home buying incentives provided to non-white specifically. Yes, that's what I was just um, referencing, and to those with lower credit scores and down payments, while simultaneously dinging those with good credit and substantial down payments. Absolutely, I saw that. And in some places, like the uh, like the lunatics in Colorado, this one city council in Colorado, I think it's Denver. Uh, this one woman came out and said uh, she's on a, the city council. One woman came out and said that it's not enough. It's not enough to just lower taxes for black and brown owned businesses. We need to impose taxes on white businesses, white citizens, to be able to give to black and brown businesses. 
So um, th these are the revolutionaries that have been rolled out. There's no voting that away. You can't vote away rabies. That's what we're dealing with. And it's that mentality is supported as high up the chain as the White House, that we know that on, on the, the, the larger scale, the White House is not even the top of the chain. But in the normie world, the White House is the top of the chain, and, and they are encouraging people to think that this is okay, to have this race-based banking uh, system that is starting to, to pop up, and it's all based on a dollar that is about to uh, collapse. Let's see here, Silky Johnson. We just talked about his gardening. That was fantastic to hear. Montana Todd says, my wife says the YMCA guy has a dicky-do. His belly sticks out farther than his dicky-do. Well, <laughs> you're right. You're right, there's a lot of guys with that problem right now. Lauren got in touch with me and she said, well, Frank, technically the YMCA was already rebranded to the Y. Yeah, I was still working there when, it, when they did that. But still, YMCA is on things. I'm saying that there is definitely going to be a full-on divorce from anything that has the word Christian in it. Um, Max says, can't watch live, but here's a tip. Is that the Max that just won? We'll see. Thank you so much, Max. And um, and over the week, after we ended on Friday night, Chai Possum sent in, said, I need this wood and Matt's wisdom. Well... I wish I had better news for you, Chai Possum, but we'll do it all again. And I have more things for Matt to um, to give us some countdowns on. Over on to Rumble. Bunch of people hanging out, doing well, but no Rumble rants. About 1,500 people there. And how many likes? 328. Ladies and gentlemen, it's okay if you don't have... Uh, if you don't have the uh, the means to send in a, a Rumble rant tonight and, and, and share some thoughts totally fine whenever uh whenever you have something you want to share you can call in and send a super chat at any time but one thing that is free and takes a nanosecond to do to help the show grow especially on a uh, such a fertile fertile platform like rumble please give it a thumbs up just give it a like it is so it's so huge so 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 huge for visibility please help me out um we're fighting fighting for our lives over here all right, and on Pilled, got a couple things to do here, then we're going to open up the, the lines, and I'm going to show you this other thing. Uber Viking says, hey, Frank, thinking it might be time to send some Viking berserkers to the southern border. Yeah, well, you're running out of time. Boys Blanc, thank you. Uber again says, my biggest fear is that we lose access to books. I'd love to have a black market bookstore. There you go. Now we're thinking black market bookstore, all of the unabridged versions of books, unedited versions of books, the, uh, the original editions. It would be Uber Vikings first edition store. See, we're getting there. Boys Block again, thank you. Sean Joe, The Watcher, thank you so much. Doug Simi, Uber again, says, I guess the Deagle Report wasn't bullshit. Well, the Deagle Report... Um, the Deagle Report projected for 2025 that there would be a, what was it, a 75% reduction in our, it was at least a two-third reduction of our population by 2025. And even though 
they revised some things around the time that COVID had had uh, broken out. They were also making considerations about not only the, the possibility of nuclear war, but most of the most of the migration out of the United States. In the Deagle report, I remember them saying was due to economic collapse, and a lot of people just going back home. You know, the the, the hundreds of thousands of of uh, illegal immigrants that are rushing our border right now, they're not rushing a country. They have no real, they, they don't care about homes. They don't care about culture. They don't care about traditions or anything like that. They're robbing, they're, they're running to jump into a lifeboat that they think and that they know that at least for the time being, there's still free food to be given out. But, um, you know, once this place no longer has the things to dole out that they all came here for, what are they going to do? They have nothing invested. There's going to be plenty. When the day comes that the shit really does hit the fan, I, I mean, aside from there are going to be plenty of hunger uh, riots and things like that, there's going to be plenty of people who are still as tied to their residency here in the United States as they were from the day that they crossed the border, and they can easily just put their shoes on that day and go back home. It, it will be just that easy for some people. I know a little bit harder if you've been here for 20, 30 years and whatever, but, uh, but that's what the Deagle, I, I, we should jump back into there because I can't even find that thing anymore. I think I have some archive. I have, I think I have an archive. Wait a second. Give me a, give me a moment. Hold on. Deagle. Come on, are you serious? Hmm. Deagle. I don't even have an old archived. Deagle 2025. It's out there. No doubt it's been duplicated somewhere. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Thank you, Porpoiseful. Thank you, NJSF. Uh, one Hot Tamale says, I'll deal with flavored toe-sucking nail polish. I'll, I'll deal in flavored toe-sucking nail polish. You are welcome. Oh, there's there's... There's plenty of Marriott hotel managers that are like, can I have some of that, please? Dabble a little bit on before they start assaulting people. So Molly, that is a real entrepreneur out there. Good job, girl. Paulie9363 says, people on both sides get triggered. It's, it's programming. Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot. And the triggering is coming from different places. Because the, the frustration level and being able to stare somebody face to face, or even worse, when you're you're having these interactions with people that you don't even know are actually people on online, where even if they are people and not robots, not chatbots, there is even less and less reason for someone to see eye to eye from you, eye eye to eye, or to actually engage in a dialogue with someone that they do not know. To engage essentially with a uh, an effigy, pretty much a represent a digital representation of their declared enemies, their chief political opponents in life. There is even less reason for somebody to engage you online and actually want to know what you're thinking and try to learn and to to balance it off against what you think you know, 
and to see what makes more sense and if there's any adjustments you could make or if there's any way that you can make inroads to the other person's worldview there's none of that going on so um oh man man I, I, stepping away from the phone is still one of the best things that you can do to cure uh, any kind of funk that you're in because there's no peace at the under end, the other end of that portal Rise Attire says, I like rug pull radio on Badlands for crypto talk. They really only push Bitcoin, but BTC is the one, in my opinion. There you go. Everybody giving each other advice. By the way, Robin is awesome. She gets uh, she gets it for real. Oh, and you're awesome too, Frank. Thank you so much over there at Rise, our good friends at Rise. They're on the affiliates page too. Thank you, Tempo420 and Chai Possum. And then our cloaked unseen says, see Rumble Rant question that just sent. Rumble Rant question you just sent? Let's see. See to Shining Sea said, I would start a black market unadulterated supplement business. The FDA is trying to ruin it, and it's sketchy as it is. What, 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 what kind of supplements are you talking about? See to Shining Sea. And our cloaked says, in a war, AI against gods, greatest gift to us, all that truly makes us equal in creative power, imagination, who wins? Remember, AI only deals with the binary code known. Yes. Yes, but what, what kind of improv is it going to engage in along the way? Not that it's actually conscious, like people say it could become. I don't, I don't buy into that crap at all. You want to you, you look at a person who's unconscious? Let's do this, and then we're going to grab... Um, we're going to grab some calls from you guys. Now, remember, the first thing was black market, black market kingpin. Where do you want to go and stake your claim and be the undeniable, undisputed kingpin of a certain cartel? Incandescent light bulbs I put out there. We'll do more in just a second. But listen to this exchange. And I have another question for you based on it. Now, here's this guy. His name is Lance. Lance. What did I just hear? Lance. Um, his name is Lance, and he went on Tim Pool's show. Let's see, Lance, host of the Surfs. I don't know. He's got 160,000 followers on Twitter. Everybody has 100-something thousand followers on Twitter. It's all right. I'll just stick to my toe-sucking ways over here with my, my click, my little, my little uh, tribe. Listen to them have this conversation about uh, abortion with this this mindless dolt, Lance, and uh, the Timcast crew really uh, stuck it to him. It just shows how literally how easy it is to, to pull them off of their off of their marks with this. Um, they're asking why would you here here listen. You believe that the moment after the child is outside of the birth canal. Sure. that they are now endowed with human rights. Yes. However, when they are inside of the mother, literally anything you do to them is acceptable because they're inside of the mother. Oh, no, I don't think anything is acceptable, but I think the mother should still have the choice, ultimate uh, authority over what happens to her body. But wait, there's wait, wait, a child wait, 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 inside wait, wait, of her hold body. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What about meth? Uh, good, good job, Tim, on that one. Now, look look where he leads him. This, this is the guy I'm talking about. This is this Lance guy. Don't know anything about him, but uh, watch where this goes. Uh... Like, should she be allowed to do meth? Yeah. Uh, I think if someone is doing meth while they're pregnant, that it is completely acceptable for something like, uh, I don't know what the name of the service is in the United States. Child or, services? I guess Child services would be, oh, yeah. oh, it's her body, though. 
Yeah, it's her body. If she wants to do meth. What's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is that it's, she's intentionally trying to kill a child. <laughs> this is for real. This is for real, guys. This is for real. Hold on there a minute. Yeah, and I see where we're going. I don't. I don't understand what you're saying. It's her body. It's her if body. She wants to do meth. What's the problem? Well, first off, doing meth is illegal. Period. Doesn't matter. Oh, oh, good. Oh, thanks. Thanks for going there. Now, to think that this guy has attracted an audience. And I, I'd, I'd assume an audience that supports him financially is a testament of how we really have gone above and beyond to make this country more equitable for the disabled. No doubt about it. This guy is proof because he is totally handicapped. Now, how did he muster the brain power to put his socks on that morning, let alone travel to Maryland to hang out with Tim Pool? I don't know. But, I mean... You can you can you can go and kill a child, but you should not be allowed to smoke meth if you are pregnant because you are deliberately causing harm to a child. Wow. And this is how easy it is, folks. This is why few and few few and far between will ever go on and take an invitation onto a show like mine or I mean, hey, listen, it's 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 Timcast. You gotta go over there and I guess any kind of press is good press. Not really. Not really. Um, even people that support him, I was reading a lot of the comments over the weekend, and they're like, because eh, he asked, how do you think I do? And like, I th- you weren't prepared. You weren't very prepared. You should have prepared for what? Where can you go? It's a very simple line of questioning that if you answer it honestly and you have any kind of objectivity when you do it, you're going to infuriate your base anyway because suddenly you're going to sound conservative for having common sense. But they go, they go a step beyond that. Listen to this one. The baby is viable, then it's okay for the woman, even if she doesn't want to have it anymore for whatever reason, she should have to be forced to have it extracted from her and, and then live. Is that correct? Is that your position? I, well, it's not forcing the woman to have a baby live if the baby's already alive. You see what I'm saying? So he's talking about, talking about um, post-birth abortion, which is just, there's no, you can't abort something that has already been delivered from their mother you know it has already i mean that's just called delivery that is just being born so post-birth abortion where the child is now out of the mother and these people still think that it is their right to uh i don't know suffocate them i I don't know how the hell they i don't even want to go into it but now look at this look at this look where it goes into it's a 30 second clip we'll just go from the beginning again the baby is viable then it's okay for the woman even if she doesn't want to have it anymore for whatever reason she should have to be forced to have it extracted from her and and then live is that correct is that your position I, well it's not forcing the woman to have a baby live if the baby's already alive you see what i'm saying like you right can, so, so, so you're, you're okay so semantics it's not semantics that that's it's a it's not semantics it's not semantics it is very basic stuff if you're talking about autonomy of a person, then you need to talk about the autonomy of the person that um, has been growing inside of her. That's it. There are two different people. There are two different blood types. There are two different. I mean, there's two different genetic uh, entities there. That's it. And and now, especially if you say that the child has been delivered and it is now outside of the mother, it, it still doesn't have autonomy. No, because then all of the smooth brains will come in and say, no, it's not sentient. It's not sentient. 
All the all the places that they go to to justify murder is unreal. Anyway, this guy. Um, l- listen to how this one ends. The last ten seconds is incredible. Compromise for you. I got a compromise sure. for you. We'll tell the mother we killed it, but we'll sneak it off and give it to someone else. Does that work for you? No, because I still think she should have autonomy. She should have the right to do it if she wants to. <laughs> wow. So no, 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 Tim. The point is the child needs to die. I want the child dead, Tim. Wow. I, I mean, this is a... Uh, this is just incredible to see that kind of exchange go on. And it is laughable. It is laughable that this is an adult male that throws us out there. But someone in the, in the comments said this, and here's another question I want to ask you all. Uh, Rhett Hypo said, Tim's on to something. Let's just tell the abortion people that the baby was brutally massacred, but secretly give it to a loving family. Uh, we would then create laws where all abortions must be late term so that the babies are viable. Then I started thinking, what if you if you actually thought about that where you say okay yes the all the abortion was successful but really you're just taking the baby off and and uh, cleaning he or she up and taking care uh, taking care of he or her or him and you you're just immediately trying to pair this child up with a, a loving family. What would you what do you think would be like 18 years down the line when you start seeing children? seeking out their mothers years later, wanting to know more about themselves. It's just like, you know, uh, orphans, people who were adopted. Um, eventually, they many people just want to know more. I mean, every, every child, every person has the right to know more about where they came from. Even if there's no will there to want to rekindle a connection that you already have been accepted by a family this is your family you you love each other that's it they were there for you they raised you there's there's no question about that but for a person to know even just on a genetic level what do i what do i have going on inside of me what should i expect as far as what my what's my body may start doing that will be answered by the the traits in my family what am i more prone to there's so many reasons for a person to want to know more about themselves Anyway, what happens when a child or children start seeking their mothers years later uh, and the mothers thought that their children was abort- were aborted? Now, do you think, what do you think the reactions would be? You think the mo- do you think that some of them would be like, you're supposed to be dead? You think they'd be unhappy? They'd be shocked? Would they be mad at the system that they were lied to? But seriously, in actuality, this would be an incredible experiment an incredible rescue mission, and really incredible television. If it were made public in any way, shape, or form and documented, I mean, what would the mothers do? What do you think most mothers, most mothers who had an abortion, and let's, and I know that on the right, on the right, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who talk openly about their regrets and things like that, and they've, uh, and it really, um, but you know, on the left, there is this blockade of of emotion you know they say they say how men uh, toxic masculinity masculinity doesn't allow men to be emotional about things or express their feelings or this and that but on the other hand they have coached women to the best of their abilities at least on the surface because a lot of people suffer in silence and private and they don't let it out because they don't want to disturb people of their tribe they don't want to be um i don't know 
I, 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 but they want women to celebrate their autonomy by celebrating the fact that they had an abortion to maintain their single life or whatever the hell it is. Uh, I wonder on the left especially, if you took 100 women who identify as progressive Democrat types, real lefty types who have had abortions, um, and 30, maybe maybe 20 to 25 years after an abortion, 100 of those women have a 18 to 20-year-old young man or woman find them, introduce themselves, and I'm your son, I'm your daughter. How many of those 100 progressives would, I, 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 what do you think the reactions would be? Do you think most would break down in gratitude and relief? Relief of a burden that they have probably been carrying around a long time? Do you think many of them would be just pissed off and don't talk to me or I, I don't want to deal with this and I'm going to sue somebody, you shouldn't be alive? you think really think that it would be like that? How many, how many people do you think that would, uh, specifically there, on the left that that takes this as some sort of a rite of passage or a sacrament in many ways how many of them they came face to face with a child they thought was aborted 18 or 20 years later and they uh, they no longer have to carry that burden how many of them would be relieved out of a hundred that's an interesting question obviously it's all just opinion and hypothetical but that was all based on just one comment I saw on this thread over here from this completely ridiculous exchange but hats off to Tim for bringing on for finding people who are willing to go and expose themselves like that because between them and the Krasenstein twins I don't know how the hell he did it I don't know how Tim did it for a couple of hours um all right it's 8 32 we're gonna take a really quick break when we come back we're talking about your black market kingpin chip and we're talking about your uh, this this whole thing with the the abortions 18 20 years later how many leftist women out of 100 would be elated beyond comprehension or how many would be just really really pissed off how many that that's something i'd like to hear and then anything else that came up over the course of the, the show it's always fair game so we will be right back don't go anywhere is talking on the phone getting out of hand? Look out! You need Phone Relief, the ultimate in hands-free phone design. Watch. Simply attach the special bubble back fastener to any phone. Then attach the Phone Relief headset. It's that easy. Hands-free, pain-free, you'll wonder how you ever lived without it. It's perfect for remotes. Now talk hands-free anywhere, anytime. Office work is a pain for Mr. Phone in the Neck, but you won't miss a beat with hands-free freedom. A must for the entire office. Work goes quicker and easier. The padded headset removes this easily and is fully adjustable. Best of all, Phone Relief works with your favorite phone, an amazing breakthrough product you'll use every day. Now only $12.95. Call toll-free to order by credit card and make this your last phone in the neck call. Uh -huh. You're cool. What's up? I love QFTV. Yeah. You're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say what's QFTV? Missy gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole.
So what don't you want? Pardon? What don't you want? Oh, well, uh, I think I just, uh... You know, I've been working here for 44 years. Ain't nobody ever ordered nothing but T-bone steak and a baked potato. Except this one asshole from New York tried to order trout back in 1987. We don't sell no goddamn trout. T-bone steaks. So either you don't want the corn on the cob or you don't want the green beans. So what don't you want? I don't want green beans. I don't want green beans either. Steaks cooked medium rare. Can I get my steak cooked that just a little? That no question. All right. All right, let's go. No, let's try this new phone line out, shall we? 914-200-0269. 914-200-0-2-6-9. Got a Rockfin tip from Fishhead Montana. It says, on Rockfin... Uh, Jaronism does crypto consultations, all skill levels. Oh, there's plenty of people out there that do it. Plenty of people. I feel like that is one of the biggest, the biggest, uh, 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 I don't know, genre of podcasts that has emerged in the last seven years at least. Huge with the crypto stuff because it's tied into so much other other things. Uh, what's going on, Albert? Dude, Robin is always so cool. I love how everybody says she's an optimist because she is, you know? She's, she's got a lot of optimism going on there. A couple things that I wanted to point out that, that I noticed of what she said was, number one, you better have your blue monster. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Number, yeah. Number two. Um, well, actually, skip number two. And the the coolest thing that she said is, what you're going to say to Aurora when she gets older, when she asks you, "What did you do during the war, Daddy?" <laughs> we got the migrants getting ready to cross over the border and by almost a million right now mm-hmm. and the dollar is going down so i mean the thing is is being optimistic is awesome you know but the thing is is like she said you better have your toilet paper you better have your your stuff ready because this you know it's not going to be a joke and i don't think and i do think like a lot of the cities are going to have a very difficult time because I was a, I'm a little bit older than you, and I remember when Russia went down, you know. Um, and John B. Wells had a guy on years ago that was talking about when they were, like, running the trains. And when, she, when Robin was talking about how the BRICS nations are going to have nothing to do with us, because, and you even mentioned that, too, saying how we're going to be completely isolated, because we are. And the beautiful thing is, is we're all going to have to pick our shit back up but during that, you know, there all these all these 
federal people are going are bringing in as much trouble as they can so that they can you know hopefully scurry off the ship and whatnot um it's going to be very interesting times and i agree with her you know what the the things that we're going to see but you know the you know being prepared and uh taking advantage of situation now while we have the opportunity i think is of the utmost importance for what it's worth i'm with you there and you know I like how she balances off things like it's going to be grand when when you know when it all uh, it all starts the the new starts coming out from the ashes of the old. But in the meantime, buy your blue monster prep. You know, I mean, it's not going to be. Fu- I I don't see this being uh, an easy landing at all. And I know where I saw the a lot of the coverage of this this just latest batch of seven hundred thousand people in one in one fell swoop. Uh, a lot of people are saying, I know, right? yeah, and a lot, and a lot of the commentary as they're sharing these videos of what's going on down at the border, they're saying, "Come into a city near you." I'm like, the cities are at capacity. This is coming to the burbs now. You know, this is they, they don't under, people don't understand. I mean, uh, I understand the whole idea about strategic relocation, and it's something that definitely, uh, at least for the time being, needs to be considered by everybody. I know Lauren and I think about it all the time about our strategies and and what we're doing and 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 how to take care of our you know family and and what the plan is and and where the hard right. where, where the backstop is where the, what the line of no return is that we have to go. Uh, we talk about it all the time because it's it's not just about the cities anymore. It's, uh, you know, you, you can run and, and find yourself a nice little patch of land in rural America, but what is that going to buy you? What is that going to buy your grandchildren? Ten years? It's um, Well, there is an upside. There is a there is an upside, though, okay? So when you when when they when they completely destroy the money and everything, as long as you have a backstop of silver or gold, uh, something that you can trade with, like what you're saying, great, great points of like, what, what are you going to be the dealer of? You know, um, you know, you can, you can get a bunch of those, those worthless dollars and, you know, you can pay your mortgage off. You can pay your debts off because they're all your loans are denominated in dollars, but you have to have something to backstop it with. And if you don't have, you don't have stuff, you know, you're going to be using all the, all that worthless money like they did in the Weimar Republic and like they did, it, you know, in Russia, because it was just, you need to have boatloads of it. But if you got a backstop, you can get, you know, you can get a bunch of those uh, worthless dollars for, you know, a couple of silver pieces and pay your house and your loans off because they have to accept, they can't not accept it, you know, mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned and whatnot. But, um, I just wanted to get in and, you know, throw something in there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm right there with her. I, but the main thing that I, I, I saw a video of a lady and it had, it had more to do with the poke and whatnot and all the lies, because it's just all like, like she said, it's a death of a thousand cuts. It's, you know, it's, it's the, the, COVID, it's it's the migrants, it's the money, it's the everything. And the one thing that this chick said on on the video, and you probably already saw it too, is Frank, we can't let them get away with this. And that's all I have to say. I know. I'm I I agree. There's there is no there is no future to look forward to unless there is severe consequences for anybody who who 
who can be brought to justice. Thank you for the, the call, Albert. No doubt there's, it can't, one, one can't happen without the other. It just cannot, it cannot be allowed. I don't know how you take that, but, um, you know, there's plenty ways for justice to be served. And I'm just hoping that something good happens like that. Something worthy of being called justice does happen at some point. And it may, it's not, it, either way, that's something, uh, a big, a big responsibility that's out of our hands as individuals. We've just got to take care of our own. All right, so we have a black market cartel. Here's what some people have been saying. What would you be a black market cartel kingpin of? One, uh, Jones says coffee and chocolate. Well, who is regulating? The whole point is, what are they regulating? What are they? What are you regulating? If there's coffee and chocolate regulations? Uh, menthol cigarettes, that's what I'm talking about. Juliet is lurking because they're banning menthol cigarettes wherever they can. Uh, menthol cigarettes, I'm going to be rich, says Juliet. That's a girl. M3 Methods said free speech. He's going to peddle in free speech. I guess that's what we're doing right now. Amazing Polly said she's going to become a kingpin of natural fabrics and light bulbs. So is the natural fabrics, is that like hemp? I wonder, but light bulbs. So you, you can go to Polly for your light bulbs. I'm sure there's a few others that are going to do that. MAGA Mama says chicken manure and seeds. Also, mushroom spores, perhaps. I don't know if there's any regulations on that, but gas-powered cars, iPod. iPod, in pursuit of truth, I believe, said gas-powered cars. He's going to be your car dealer when everybody else, uh, when you can't get any combustion engines anymore. Uh, Jimenez says, I'll get you those EV batteries. So you can go with the gas-powered cars to iPod. You can go to Jimenez to replace all of your electric vehicles' batteries when they all blow up for no reason, just sitting in your driveway. Um, let's see here. Uh, bottled air. There's a few people. Big Daddy said bottled air. A few people have said, oh, I'm going to deal in oxygen. And it made me think of Mel Brooks in Spaceballs cracking open the can of Perry Air. <sighs> Combustion engines and grain alcohol to power them, says Gerardo Estevez. Grass-fed organic goat milk and cheese, Elysian Fields says. That's a good one. Come to me for your goat milk. Bess Raz Bess says uh, plastic bags. I have thousands in inventory already. White ones, gray ones, even a few yellows. One day when your milk leaks all over your trunk, you'll reach out. Plastic shopping bags, I guess that is. Water. Water for sure, says Coban. Now that, that is a good one. You set up a well somewhere, you get yourself a really good way of filtering that thing, or, you know, you're, you're somebody claim rights to a spring, or especially if it's a secret spring, spring water. Man, you, you might as well be BP at that point. You might as well be British Petroleum. If you can find yourself a source of clean water, naturally, naturally filtered through the spring that you can control in some way or you can keep quiet. Oh, man, I would I would go to Coban for all my water. Got any water? The real question is how much you're going to be charging people because you, in a sense, then become you become a lesser government. 
perhaps yeah you can go get a fishing license for $150 for a year or I don't know what the hell they, they go for but if you got a fishable stream that you want some hey I've got we've got rainbow trout we've got everything you need come on over here and you can fish for an hour all you got to do is give me 50 you're still putting a price on that nature no doubt about it we're playing a game though so play around all right let's take a call uh eric is this eric yes dead man talking otherwise known as eric what's going on eric welcome back to the show how you doing Doing good. So much to weigh in on tonight. I, I was unfamiliar with your guest, with your guest but I'm going to lip her up. Oh, man. You, this, uh, Robin McCutcheon has been on the show at least a dozen times. You've got to go th- into the archives and listen to all of the episodes she's on. They're always really great, especially the holiday episodes and the deep dives on banking. And Go ahead and check it out, Eric. All right. I'm going to go back and comment on the Raw Egg Nationalist. That show was great. But I want to flip this partial birth abortion guy thing on its head. Okay. What about if the children come back to their parents later on after they've been like taken from the abortion and given to a loving family and go hunt down their parents and say, you wanted to kill me? What? I'm coming at you to perform a really late-term abortion on you. Jeez, <laughs> damn. I would say, what the hell are those new uh, foster parents, the, the the adopted parents, been doing to to foster such such hatred, such such drive? Man. Just had to flip it on its head because the guy's sitting there arguing for murdering oh, a, a child after it's been birthed, and there's one way to flip that on him, too. How about we perform a late-term abortion on you? Because the way they do that is they put a drill in the back of the baby's head and just you know drill out the brainstem and kill it. So maybe that's what should happen to Mr. Arguing on Timcast IRL for it. Maybe we just do that to him. He thinks just that he, he, abortion. Well, really like, late abortion. Somebody like that is thinks that they're they're being an advocate for women, and it's it's really cringe, and uh, it's it it takes it all all back uh, quite a few quite a few millennia uh, with the barbarism. But uh, w- one last point, Eric, what do you got for me? Let's see. Um, I'm also offended by the whole. I would be a dealer in high flow shower heads and faucets. <laughs> Wait, so what, what's the deal with high-flow shower heads and faucets? Are, are they regulated or frowned upon where you're at? Yeah, like you got the city shipping out like kits of like, you know, replace your shower head with this low flow. It implies that I'm too dumb to turn off, you know, the shower when I'm not using it. Wait, what? Or, you know, I, did those, I don't have to turn off the water or flip a light switch. Wait, 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 wait. So, so explain to me real quick because I want to get to some other callers. What is the... What is the problem that pe- that regulators in your area have with high flow water water spout? What, what, tell me about like what are they saying is the danger? They're saying you're using too much water there, so they're sending out low flow shower heads okay. to replace your what they assume is a high flow shower. Head. Okay, I thought it was going to be a danger to some, so obviously it's just a purely environmental like the like the the waterless urinals that are that always stink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Well, there's a, that's what I wanted to. I was looking for stuff like that, Eric. Thank you so much. If you want your high flow shower heads, go to Eric, Dead Man Walking. That sounds like a great shower. What's going on, Lindsay? How are you? Hey, Frankie. It's Jack, oh. formerly in Jersey and Florida. That's my wife. I'm, I'm just on her phone. Hey, you know, Jack, I, I know. I, I'm starting from scratch over here with the. With the uh, the Zoom, I'm I'm hoping that I can get all of my old contacts lined up. So right now, it's just whatever is on the the caller ID, and obviously, 
a, a woman comes on. I'm I'm calling her her husband. A man comes on. I'm calling him his wife. <laughs> I'm a sexy guy. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Lindsay. Um. Basically, you need to get lead, and you need to get a car pre 1980, with no computers, so it'll drive if there's an EMP or anything else. So, and when you say lead, what do you mean? You're talking about ammunition? Yeah. Okay. So you would be a, uh, you would, uh, uh, you want to be able to, you want to deal in ammunition and you want to just be able to have the car for yourself or would you try to be a dealer of pre-1980 cars? Well, a little bit of both. Okay. I would go with the, definitely you can trade lead at that point if uh, shit hits the fan type of thing. And if you have a car that'll work. You know what I mean? You're good to go. And if you can deal with them and convince people, you're, you're good. Uh, to, to your point about the ammunition, that would be at just as valuable as gold. I really, oh, no doubt. Yes. So you are, you're, you're thinking on the right track. You're thinking as, uh, as smart as the people who are saying, I would definitely become a water dealer. Uh, water. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you're on the right track there, uh, Jack. That's it, man. Love you, Frank. Doing a great job. Thank you. I, send my best to Lindsay. No, you got it, buddy. All right, bye bye. There. You go. Oh, I think bye I hear. Bye. I think I hear her. <laughs> uh, all I have is all I have is this this caller ID. Let's see. Uh, Jay Flathead says I'd be selling that beef. We got a beef dealer here, which is great. Remember, I read you that that uh, email that came in to me from the the farm that Lauren and I subscribe to. We get all of our dairy and things like that. They also have beef and chicken, uh, goat, lamb, all of that stuff. And they they came to uh, ev- make sure everybody knew that they are not participating in any kind of vaccination. They are not going to be participating with any kind of mandate to vaccinate. They just don't do it and they won't do it. So in a in a in a big regulatory hell kind of a scenario, there definitely will be people dealing in that beef. They open up their trench coat. They've got just they've got some some ri- unvaccinated ribeye. Take a look at this. What do you want? Look at the marbleization. Look at the marbleization on this one. Nice. All right. Let's see, not just Kathy says not just gas stoves, but I would be a mad baker and bake the bejesus out of all types of treats in my gas stove. And I would share said treats with the needy and occasionally leave them secretly for the rulers as a taunt that I was just misbehaving. So look at that. Kathy is becoming a little bit more of a joker in this uh, Gotham City scenario here. She is not only going to become a gas stove dealer, but she is her calling card is going to be the cupcake. We know that Kathy's out there just making us look silly. We got to find her. Put put her out of business once and for all. Uh, what's going on here? Cell phone from New York. Uh, hello, this is James. Is this Frank? Yes, it is, James. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Frank? It's great to hear from you. Go right ahead. What do you got for me tonight? There's a lot on the plate. Oh, yeah, there is, especially nowadays, right? Yeah. Well... Shit, I guess I'll start by I've been listening for a long time, never had the balls to call in. <laughs> it, was, see, it, it, wasn't that, it wasn't that hard, right? Uh, not too bad. I yeah. had to call back once. It That's wasn't too bad. Good. So, I don't know. As far as what I would try and capitalize in in the end of days, I mean, I got a hell of a fucking library. So, 
I'd say books and info, man. People aren't thinking right. I love that. I love that. You're the second person who said uh, books, and I, I love that idea too because um, depending on really what that end of day scenario really is, if we have internet connectivity, if we can trust our connections, if the if the um, you know if all of our if all of our VPNs don't give us the privacy that we even want, then though some people would say VPNs really are negligible right now with what they provide but uh if we didn't have the internet if we didn't have electricity that you're you're sitting on a gold mine now do you have a very large book collection already oh yes sir i've been collecting my whole life my whole life since i was a kid i was always that strange large nerd as far as that went oh you you know what you would love have you ever watched um have you ever watched any of that three-hour interview that c-span did with um shelby foot no no okay he he's the the uh, the author of that that prolific civil war series and he was featured in in uh, ken burns civil war he's that really awesome um that really awesome writer um southern gentleman from mississippi you got to go and listen to this three-hour call-in show. Maybe we'll do it. I'll put it on the uh, the network probably around um, uh, July when we get closer to 4th of July, Gettysburg territory, all that. Well, he takes a three-hour session on C-SPAN taking calls from people in his personal uh, library slash den study where he writes all of his books and he is just surrounded like wall to wall books first editions uh, you know relics all around I think that you would just love the environment in which he's taking all these calls on C-SPAN oh probably I'd be taking pictures trying to look up half of the shit on the shelf oh you you got you you have to check it out it's such a I mean I you can just zone out to that I can listen to him read the telephone book he's just got such an awesome voice and i think that you'd love it well if you air it i'll watch it i watch the network most nights if i can't catch you live i watch replays so oh, I i'll it. catch it all right man well listen thank you for the call this is this has been wonderful and do it more often um uh, yeah yes sir and um real quick before i hop off here i don't want to take too much more of your time um my wife is jessica she emailed you not too long ago uh, delivery issue. I just wanted to thank you for being so um, real in in the reply in the email. Normally, you don't get that, so I, I just wanted to say thanks for being a real dude. And uh, it's, it's, we still haven't fixed it. We're still waiting on it to fix itself. But I'm being patient. Are you, are you talking about cigars? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm James. Yeah. Well, I, I'm 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 gonna I'll I'll put another nudge in there because I, I want to make sure that that all gets. Uh... Oh, I didn't. That wasn't the point of my call. I didn't want to blast you on spot. I was. Just... Oh no, no, not not at all, man. I I want to make sure that any anything gets everything gets uh you know squared away there. I don't I don't even oh, really. Those cigars are great. I can't. I'm you know. I know about it at this point. I know <laughs> they're good. I love them. I, I enjoyed one. I've I've been, I've kept a lot of them. A lot of them conditioned over the last couple of months, so I just enjoyed one the other day. But uh, email I'm me. I'm not going to lie. Every time I hear you saying you're going to have a cigar, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> listen, it's just email me, email me, and I'll make sure I, I follow up on that again for you because I, I don't like the fact that that's still outstanding. But thanks for the call, James. Oh, it's okay. Thanks, Frank. We love you here. You're doing great. Keep crushing. Talk to you later. Thank you. Be well. Be well. It's 857. Can we squeeze another one in? Can we? Dooku Dan says, I've been collecting old Fulton Sheen books. 
and recordings pre-1960 missiles and Bibles, old history books and old dictionaries. The American Maoists in, in power want to outlaw Western culture, especially Christianity, probably try to outlaw Shakespeare, too. I mean, you got you, you knocked it out of the park right there. That's what it's really all about. And that's great. I'm glad that I have the full, and I can't wait to get into our space and have every have room to put everything on proper shelves and have it access, accessible, because I can't wait to start reading through all of the Myron Fagan, um, 1960s newsletters. I, I spent three hundred dollars on the entire seventy books set from when when the hell did I buy? It was like two years ago. I saw like. Two things, two orders, two sets of them in in stock at this one place. I said I had to grab these. And all the stuff inside of that is incredible. You want to talk about OG. This is about a generation and a half before G. Edward Griffin. I asked, I asked G. Edward Griffin about Myron Fagan, and he, uh, I think he said that he had met him. I think he said he did. I mean, Myron Fagan made that whole... Um, Illuminati CFR recording in, I believe, 1967, 1968. And we know that G. Edward Griffin was already um, pounding the pavement over there. He was doing all of his communist um, breakdowns uh, for the John Birch Society in 69. So we're talking about a generation and a half before Griffin is Fagan. So I can't wait to actually sit down and read through those because that is going to provide... A lot of, a lot of fodder for this show. Uh, Genuine Patriot Apparel says, "Hey Frank, here's an idea: hard drives with how how-to videos ripped from YouTube with topics on survival, uh, medical, etc. There would be need for a Faraday cage storage and the like. I think that would be extremely valuable. Great show tonight. Um, yes, Robin McCutcheon is awesome. I have been downloading things." For my own personal archives for a long time now if you find a documentary a podcast episode anything that you like that you think is just invaluable that you know you want to go back to time and time again and know that on a rainy day you just want to brush up on some really cool history or uh, you know give your your imagination a a workout get yourself a few terabytes here and there and download things you can get batch download batch downloaders like the 4K downloader. You can go and if I could see they're not sponsored us or anything like that, but you can buy really great batch downloaders that if you just type in, you go and copy the YouTube address of an entire channel. You can throw it into these batch downloaders and it'll download the entire archive, every video that is uploaded publicly to any channel. So, it is that is a great piece of advice right there, one that I've been I've been encouraging people to do for a long time. If you find documentaries or anything that you like on the internet, save it. Save it, especially if it's on YouTube. Especially YouTube. There's so much invaluable shit that has been lost to purges on YouTube. But I got a lot of it. At least things that I've come across. That's why we have so much, you know, so many, so many great uh, sources for things on the on the network. Which it's so great to hear people like. James and other people uh, mentioned that they, they watch. I watch the network almost every night, the after hours. That must make the network crew feel really good. And I know we have a cozy viewing audience, and I hope one day that cozy viewing audience turns into a really impressive, large, worldwide viewing audience because 
that is the a culmination of a lot of a lot of vision a lot of vision board work an extension of this show in long form even longer form and uh, what is on tonight by the way on quite frankly TV as it is mystery movie Monday well I'm not gonna give you any much of a mis- mystery here tonight as soon as I get off right now in a couple of seconds City Slickers 1 and 2 and a surprise third movie tonight on Movie Monday on Quite Frankly TV. City Slickers 1 and 2. Great, great movies. So sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself over there on Quite Frankly TV. If you're not watching it right now, slip over. Let's go to see if there's anybody else. Hold on. Tropical Rocket says books in print are super important. They're going to edit everything. That is on Rumble. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think that we have another one from Fredo Awakening. Says the smooth brain on Timcast had some more gems. Said sucking off a trans isn't gay because it's a female penis. Tim's reaction was great. He really went he really went there. It's alright. It's alright. This is uh this is fine. You're sure this is a female penis, right? Because I don't want to be gay. It's totally female. Enjoy yourself, dude. Okay. Yeah. Everything's okay. Everybody's fine. Our Cloaked Unseen World says black market for deprogramming the program brainwash hammered into via 100 monkey effect and other programming indoctrination means as a government run educate. Wow. Holy run on sentence. I don't. I guess more um, more information. People who want to get into information there. All right, ladies and gents, tomorrow is Tuesday, and we have plenty more to discuss. I think we have some uh, free time to spend on more calls. I'd love to hear people's... I didn't get any calls, though I know it's only been a half hour. Uh, people's thoughts about would there be any regret if a lot of those aborted children were actually taken off and and given to parents? Would there be a lot of people relieved, or would they be pissed off that their child was not exterminated? Is it really just about bloodlust? Is there any regret whatsoever? We know that what they show us in their protests and everything else seems to be completely without any sense of human decency at all. So, but is there any room for growth over the years? Any. We'll talk to you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I got for you tonight. Thank you to uh, wait, Uper Viking one more time and Our Cloaked Unseen. I'm going to release the scratching over there, and I will see you on QuiteFrankly.tv. It's Monday night. It has come and gone, and I am looking forward to another one tomorrow. Goodbye. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed for a live studio audience. And now our super chatter, starting with Fishhead Montana on Rockfin, Dooku Dan, Genuine Patriot Apparel, Stostube, Silky Johnson, KT Sky D, Montana Todd, Max, and Chai Possum. Thank you to all of our friends on Rumble Rants and on Pilled. I will see you in that chat room on QuiteFrankly.tv before long. I cannot wait to look to you guys for more fun and conversation tomorrow. Good night. See you on Quite Frankly TV.